0: Good morning. I'm your host LT, and I'm gonna vibe with you. You know, I I always I'm I'm good with being a uh, random. <laughs> I never like. I haven't gotten to the point where. I'm setting a time on where I um am hosting. It's just when the message is just super like pow. And and I want to pow here. <laughs> so, yeah, good morning, guys. Um are you healing? Healing? <laughs> are we healing properly? Are the people around us healing? Um, are it, are, are the, um, is, are, um, The people in your community, in your environment, in your circle, are they, um, are they a part of your healing? Are they nourishing you as you need in regards to you healing? Um... I learned that some people don't value your space of uh, vulnerability. And when you are in such a fragile place, a lot of people don't value that. Even those whom portray to be close to you, they don't value um, your place of vulnerability okay um I've experienced this on a number of different occasions uh with a lot of us not being very thorough communicators or not even knowing how to express which we feel we need those around us to be intuitive have a height or be tapped into their height of intuition be uh Tapped into their empath uh, skills, uh, which are um, is compassion, uh, patience, and understanding. Uh, empaths are well-rounded in those uh, areas emotionally, for themselves and even others, um, others than themselves. Okay. So um, it is almost urgent to have some type of uh, impact in your circle, no matter what you do, no matter where you go, no matter what kind of career you have. Surround yourself around those who understand that you are vulnerable right now, fragile, and you're healing and um, uh, normal play isn't always the first option when handling you. Um, those that people who are like that, who understand that, and who can offer that to you during your time of healing. Okay, um, because most heal want to most when you're healing want to know the details so they can offer you parts and bits of um, understanding. Ah, uh, Because, you know, they're not your friend. They're not there to care. They want you, they want to patch things up so they can continue to uh, vampire you, but they can c- continue to feed <clears throat> properly um so they patch you up here and there oh i'll offer you a ear at mm, five o'clock i'll be available at five i can't make time but but five is i think i got like a 15 minute break that's what people will offer you 15 minutes hmm. but friends Those who are compassionate. And it's not even friends a lot of times. It's empaths. They offer it without even trying. But the thing about that energy that empaths have is that they never really get the reciprocity here on earth you know not necessarily here on earth in spirit empaths get the uh, reciprocity if they do the work but sometimes it could seem like empaths never get that 40 acres and the mule that they you know because they don't speak up they don't say nothing and the energy is just flowing regardless so it's like a um, a busted fire hydrant when it's hot that's what an empath is like everybody's getting their drink you know everybody's getting their water but the empath is being drained dry <laughs> and it happens naturally. So, that's why a lot of um, empaths, they stay in the shadows. They run. It's it's free energy. And people suck. They suck dry. Okay. Alright, so, um, yeah, excuse me, guys, that was my heater, I had to turn that off, um, so, yeah, um, I just wanted to share that we are all healing of some sort from some type of trauma from something that caught us off guard we are all healing even the 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 CEO even Donald Trump is healing you know we are all healing we are all not uh We all heal. We all in a healing are some sort in a healing process from something. From something. But we need those around us to assist to be there to turn their energy down just for a second, or turn their ego energy down and turn up their compassionate energy. But who's willing to do that? Mm. not to not mm. so what do you do? What do you do when when you need to? wholeheartedly healed and, and you're around here leaking from wounds and knives that are still in your back. What do you do? Nobody offers you any compassion. Nobody offers you a hug. Nobody seems genuinely concerned about when you talk about your emotions and feelings. What do I do next? I pray. I talk to, uh, you know, my ancestors. i love, I just still feel voided. What do I do? You go to self. You go into everyone else. You go to yourself. You go directly to yourself. And you ask yourself all of those questions. And you go over a a history. Of, of why, how did this make you feel? Um, how does this make you feel when that happened? Who am I as a person? Why did that affect me so much? How did I allow that to affect me? Why did I put myself in that situation? Why was I so quick to, to, to open up? It's a self check. Stay with self as well until you feel comfortable enough. I'm not saying just completely isolate yourself and become this. No, what I'm saying is turn it off. Learn how by checking, doing the self-check. Just like when you have a car, you don't know what's wrong with it. They go, you take it to the service, and they do a whole check throughout the car get an understanding of what the car is and how it works and how, you know the year and how many miles and why is this the and that's what we need to do sometimes for ourselves because sometimes we're looking for um, somebody to just completely drop our stuff off. We're not wanting to really just necessarily change as a whole. We just want to drop our stuff off to someone. Who is willing to carry it until we're ready to come back and pick it up. I'll leave my stuff there. I'm going to leave my things um, with you for um, through, uh, one day or two. And I'll be back to pick it up. And never come back and pick it up though. So now you're left with their junk. And a lot of times we are feeling heavy and overwhelmed because we've taken on others' junk. You know, so you have to learn how to cleanse, get that all cleaned off of you, at least for the layers start cleaning layers after layers. Sometimes it doesn't take um, overnight or it doesn't even take a week it takes a little longer sometimes it may take a little less sometimes it depends sometimes we have not even uh, we have not even self checked since twenty years ago and you have layers from twenty years ago and it doesn't take overnight it did not take overnight for them to, those layers to get there so it's not going to take overnight for those layers. To um, clear, you have to do continually self check. I myself, I, I am, um, I'm like, um, the one who said, They like, oh, don't go in that cave. That's the cave of um, sparkles. No, this is my thing. (laughs) They say don't go in that cave, right? And, of course, the cave looks, it's dark, it's nothing. You know, it looks, it's enchanted, though. It's just certain things about this cave that is drawing me to Push towards going in there. So, I make the step. My friends are saying, or my people are saying, don't go in there. Or somebody has told me even before, don't go in there because you know, although it may not hurt you, that it may not kill you. Who knows what it may do? But it's pink on the inside, and they say if you get. Maybe three feet to the middle. There's a mystery, something there that is magical, but it's dark and and we ne- nobody never known before. Nobody. they that's just the uh, history of this. Nobody's never went actually did it and, and 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 seen the actual magical, but they say that that's what's in there. So me, LaTanya, I'm going to take a step because, I mean, I don't know. I'm drawn to, maybe I'm drawn to danger. I don't, I want to, I'm philosophical. I want to know the details of why. I actually want to know why for myself because now you, I just want to know why. So that why inside my head is what, pulls me to take that chance. Nobody told me. They told me, but I want to know for myself. I want the details for myself. I don't, I'm not one who's really keen on taking someone's word wholeheartedly. Some of them, maybe I I hear you, but I'm not one to Completely, wholeheartedly, you know, I'm going to still want to see for myself. And that right there has caused me <laughs> being that way. Being that way is, it has caused me a lot of pain, but I still have to see because I feel like I've, I've missed out on so many things in life, like just by fear, being the fear. Like I'm, I don't know who this person. I don't know what they mean. They just randomly pop up, and you know, I've missed out on a lot of things because of fear. So at some point, I'm like, man, you know, I, these opportunities are getting better and better, and I'm yet not taking them. So when these days now, when An opportunity presents itself and it seems as if it's something that is beneficial to what I'm trying to go in life or, you know, how, whatever, you know, just making new, meeting new people, uh, traveling more. Um, Those are all taking chances, especially now with everything that's going on. But I feel like I don't want to keep on missing out on opportunities because of my um, experiences, negative experiences. You know, so you know, I I am one who completely understands the healing process because the healing process it 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 causes you to think a different way, it causes you to uh, make rash decisions, it causes you to, and you need those around you to help you assist when you're in that mind space. Your friends are there to help to prune you. To help to tame you, yes, they are. You have three levels of self to, to, to handle. It's like a, like a building. You know, you got the mind, body, and spirit. Each of those levels um, hold thousands, millions of nerves and cells and everything that needs to be, you know, uh, uh, assisted with including you. you you are the one who's supposed to assist yourself and control yourself but sometimes being in a mind space distorts the whole uh distorts your thinking and you need people around you to assist, to bring you back, to call you back to life, you do your friends should be there no, well, you, yeah you get offended a little bit but at the end of the day you know that it's true you can't do nothing but accept it. That's what friends, because you hear their voice, they've become an instructor to you. And if it's a consistent voice, like we, a boxer, like um his, his uh, the boxing coach, he doesn't want the mother and the family uh, in there while he's training the uh, actual boxer. He wants the boxer to get to know his voice. Because once they start boxing, they go into a mode. They go into like um a set mode, like they, they're in there. They go into another world, really, when they're boxing. Because their eyes is on the opponent. So that's what they focus on. That's what they're focused. They're set in that. So sometimes, you know, you, you may see the boxer just going, going, and, you know, they would have to hit the bell. It's either the bell... Well, in the ring, it's the bell. But when, you know, it's personal, it's the instructor's voice that gets the boxer where he needs to be. And at each point, each tone where he needs to be. In the ring, it's the bell. So, we need bells. We need instructors. It doesn't mean that you control me and you own me. No, I just know your voice. Your voice is genuine to me. You've been there for me. You've been around me. You, I, I know. I trust you. So when your voice, when I hear your voice, I snap out of it. Who's those voices around you? You you talking about the ones in your head? I don't know. But not them. No, not them. <laughs> They're the ones that got you there. <laughs> And even the voices in your head are a part of the plan. Because the voices in your head are nothing but um pick, picked picked up those from somewhere else. You could be just an interpreter. Like, you could just be... Your gifts could be working against you. You know, because you, you can hear, like... Some humans are recorders. They re, they're able to, um like, copy, copiers, like, literally copy machines. Like, I, I, don't, I haven't found the actual word for that, but, like, some humans are literally, like, scanners. They're copy machines. Like, literally, they have the energy of that, the copy machine. Like, we have all kind of gifts. That's where these things came from. Us, the ideals of copy machines, all that clocks and all, came from us. So some we have those same gifts. Some people are like that. Like Atheon Crockett, how he can hear a voice and do it the same way, exact same way. Some people do that physically, like shapeshifters. They know how to do these things physically. So it's just not necessary that they... Are copy like copycat, copycat. No, they literally have that inside of like their spirit is like that, so they can literally do that. Like literally look at your art and really recreate it with no schooling, no nothing. Yeah, those those are real. Okay, so based on that, you know. That can be the thing. That can be it. That can be the, the reason. And you picked up um, so many voices. You know, you're picking up. You, you're downloading. And you're not, like, using your gift. So now your gifts are using you. In your mind, they're staying there. They ain't going nowhere because you're not putting them back out. What you've developed, like your gifts, you think somebody's going to call you goofy or something, you know, because you make this different voice and you bring a character to it, somebody's going to call you goofy. So now they're working inside of you. They want to get out. Like it, that Those gifts and talents and those voices, they want to get out. They want to they wanna do something. Put them to use, like do something. So, if you are a copy machine, (laughs) not a copycat, but a copy machine. If you have the skills of a copy machine, you can see that you can recreate something with just looking at it. But you think it's goofy, the world is not going to accept me. this seems strange this is out of my uh, character normally well hon look your character is being tampered with by the gifts that you have the gifts want to come out but you are yet trying to again stay in this persona that's keeping you depressed find a way to create find a way to get those things out find a way Even if you just make a meme or something, find a way. It's a lot of stuff in there. You got to get some of that stuff out. Like, you know, I learned that a lot of people, um, they have a problem with you being yourself. And yourself can consist of many, many, many things. Many things. People feel comfortable and want to set you in a place of comfort who you offered them upon meeting them. I offered you that because I knew who you, like I I felt you, like I felt that you needed that part of me. I could have easily been Elizabeth. And these aren't my personalities that I'm speaking of. I could have easily been Elizabeth (laughs) to you. And I decided to be myself. Like I decided, that is myself as well. But I chose Latanya. I could have easily turned up and been my Elizabeth energy to you. I very well function in it, very well. But I don't. I don't choose that. I choose to give you nurturing, passiveness, c- compassion. And some people don't like that for a long time. They wanna understand why is this person are you real you be you're not really that nice and it little <laughs> fine. I'll give you Elizabeth then I'm a dra- dragon I offer so yeah, I mean you know those things those all of those things inside. All your friends, all your everything, um, just, you know, go to self. You know, you don't feel like you have friends to support you like you want. Your family isn't supporting you like you would like. It's heartbreaking. Instead of hurting yourself every day thinking about it because I know it's painful. I've been there. You know, so instead of um, choosing to ponder on the actual situation, ponder on self. work on making yourself stronger. work on uh, po- empowering yourself more, setting the tone for your life. I don't care how old you are. 60, 80, 20, twelve. You can begin to ask Elohim to assist you with opening up to yourself and being able to handle yourself and understanding these things and doing something about them because, you know, you've lost enough. It's time to uh, rejuvenate, hold yourself I remember when I was um because now I understand when I was a little girl I was very shy. I was very shy. I was a very shy child and um man, I was just riddled with shyness. I was I was very fearful. Like I was scared. I was always scared. I never wanted to leave my mama. And I you know, she'd take me in class for the first time. A couple of times I ran back out crying. Don't leave mama You know, and um I was just so scared that I would um I would draw all over the desk. To, like, you know, numb my pain. Like, I would scribble. I would scribble under the desk. I would scribble just scribble all over my papers. I would just, you know, doodle all all day. I'm doodling on myself. I'm writing on myself. I'm just all day. (laughs) At school all day. And away from people. In a school all day. Just afraid. Just feeling. It's like I felt... I don't know. I felt some way about the children. I don't know. It was really strange when I was a kid. And I just didn't feel safe with them. I don't know. Some of them, you know, I would. And they would draw to me maybe two, three. But the others, I did not feel safe with these people. And I learned that, you know, even when I got to um, middle school, In elementary I had that The feeling had just heightened itself It had heightened itself And it was almost overbearing Being in school It was overbearing I would physically get sick in school And I would do Things that were Um Comforting to me I would um take my mom's shirt and wear it because it was bigger and it will remind me of her or I would take my aunt's shirt and wear it because it's just somebody I knew and um, and, uh, it, it felt like I knew somebody in school you know so I would take things of my um mom's and you know, and I would try to find some comfort and having those things with me all day. Cause I was at school, it was just really overwhelming for me. Oh, I'm talking about really overwhelming. I would even sometimes go in the bathroom and stay in the stalls. I just didn't understand, like, what is what am I feeling? Like, why do I feel like this? And I was stay in the stalls. In the bathroom. The whole, all day. Because I just didn't want to deal with that feeling that I was feeling at school. I don't know why I felt like that. I would cry. You know? And I had, you know, in... in it was friends, like, I, you know, it was friends there. And my the friends that I had, which were very few, two or three here and there, they were very, very, uh, they were the reason why I made it through uh, the grades that I made it through in high school. <laughs> they were the reason. Because, you know, I had one friend, she would, you know, she would be like, uh, why are you in here? She come looking for me, Crystal. Her name was Crystal, and she would come looking for me. She would notice, you know, that I wasn't there. She didn't want me to get in trouble. She she walked me home from school. She is like she knew, you know. And uh, Crystal and a couple others were the reason that. I made it through the grades I made it through in high school. But when Crystal left, Crystal moved away. I started failing. Because Crystal took me out of that dark place. She made me feel like I was a part, like, you know, I felt like I could well not necessarily feel like I was a purpose she felt like she t- she helped me carry the burden of not feel the feeling being and I don't around kids around people it was th- certain groups of it was school generally but It was just the energy. It was so overwhelming. It was lots of people, just bell, school bell ring. It was a lot of people, just always movement. Kids were just throwing paper. They was always talking. The teacher was yelling. It was no structure. Like, it was just chaos. And I felt that. It was always chaos, always chaotic. And I've learned that when things had gotten too overwhelming, I would leave, like not physically, like leave, like get up and walk off. But I would leave spiritually. Like I I don't know what I where I was. But I don't I remember myself like as a kid, like, you know, I was so afraid one time in class because this teacher she was so mean. She was the meanest teacher. And she had oh, I don't wanna s I she had hit us with a paddle at the school called Weber. She hit us with a paddle, right, and I don't think she was supposed to be doing that and I told you when I tell you that broke my spirit, and like after that, I start like not being there present i- you know I wasn't doing my work it was a lot I wasn't present, and that just broke my spirit. That she, I don't know, it was really, I can't really describe it, but like I said, um, I don't even know how I got into this, (laughs) but maybe somebody needs to hear um, this, I don't know. But I'm going to go ahead and finish this out, and um, yeah, so from then on out in school, from then on out in school, I disappeared. My spirit, spirit disappeared like I wasn't there. I didn't want to do work. I didn't want to mingle. I didn't want to do anything. And it stayed like that in school. I felt like they were abusive in school. I felt like they were mean. I felt like they didn't care. They, were, they weren't genuine. And I didn't want to eat from those hands. just hope that you guys get something from this thanks for tuning in to electric vibes I'm your host LT thanks for vibing with me if you guys um, yeah thanks for tuning in guys Love ya. Have a blessed day.